What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love and Rice with your host, Aunt Ma and host Christina Ma. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about why Christina doesn't want to go out by herself or with the kids ever since we've had kids. So prior to that, you know, you used to go out by yourself all the time Mm -hmm. with friends and things like that. And now it's totally different for you. So in this episode, we're going to try and figure out how we can change that and also figure out what the whole reason is behind all this. Okay. So why don't you want to go out? So I think the main thing um, with me wanting to stay home all the time and not go out. Wait, so I guess my question for you is, is it going out with the kids or just going out on my own? Um, Well, I guess the biggest reason right now is you don't want to go out with the kids, right? Yeah. Like um, I would take them to the park. I would take them to the movies. I would. I want to do all these things with the kids okay. just so I can bond with them, right? Yeah. So when I'm out working all the time, you usually stay home with the kids. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, why didn't you just take them out? I think um, I've always been a homebody. So I, I just like staying at home all the time. And I feel like everyone's in their comfort zone. Everyone is comfortable. Like we don't have to really worry about like any um, external factors to worry about so uh for me i like to stay in because um i get really paranoid about going out with the kids why because there have been so many incidents with like kids being um involved and there are a lot of like involved in what well there are a lot of things like when we're back home uh in california and we're living in west covina I kept uh hearing all these stories about you know the target that we're always going to um about people who are like following uh specifically moms with kids like young kids or you know they'll be following them around the aisle they'll be kind of like holding up their phone taking pictures doing videos like obvious too and um there are a lot of like allegations of like child trafficking and kidnapping and stuff and that was like one thing that i was so afraid of but when you go to target and you're shopping i see a lot of kids and moms there too you know True, but... So why is it stopping you? Um, so before I used to go out all the time on yeah. my own because, you know, I used to always carry something on me, whether it was pepper spray, a knife, um, or mace, or a taser even. Yeah. But for me, like, I felt comfortable and safe because I only had to worry about myself. Okay. So now that um, women are being targeted and kids are being targeted, like, if I had to defend... The three of us, like I would be completely outnumbered. So it makes me paranoid because one, I have to protect myself and make sure that I'm safe. And two, I have to make sure two and three, I have to make sure that both of the kids are safe, too. Yeah. While trying to defend myself. So that's something that I don't ever want to be um, just to, to, to ever happen to me. So because of that, you just don't go out. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. And I think also because um, I've had times where I went out with the kids wh- and it'd just be like going out to go eat, for example. And it it's so exhausting. It is. I mean, but sometimes I just want to take Leia to an ice cream store yeah. and, you know, just have a bonding dad and daughter moment. Have her enjoy ice cream, you know? Yeah. Well, or I want to take them to the park and let them live their childhood and just have fun yeah i think if it's just one kid and i were to take them to the park i I think i've done that before yeah but um i just worry too about like stranger danger and other people okay so what can we do to change that like is there you know would you do 
martial arts classes, self-defense classes? Yeah, so I um, am in the process of uh, signing up for some kickboxing classes. So that's something that I've been wanting to do for myself for a really long time. And also that is one of the reasons like I want to be able to learn that and have some kind of um, learn a lot of self-defense. But that's for exercising, right? Kickboxing? Yeah, but it's kind of a little bit of both too. They kind of teach you like self-defense. But is that at a a gym or is it an actual like um martial arts facility it's it's at a kickboxing place specifically for kickboxing oh okay so it's not exercising yeah so it's a little bit of both but that's definitely something i've been wanting to do just so i feel more comfortable if i were to take the kids out anywhere right because there's a big difference between the classes where you know people just have like uh at the gym and they just have those those body bags and you just punch those things or kick those things but then there's ones where they have an actual boxing ring in the facility and then you get a spar they give you uh shin pads and all these things to really practice i i don't know because i haven't been there yet but i'm probably going to be going in the next couple of weeks but i know this place is like their main focus the name of the place involves yeah. kickboxing i mean it's like you got to do a lot of stuff right so now you got to learn how to fight for your life yes then you got to get your cardio going because if they take the kids you got to run after the kids i know and right? i think about that all the time so I think living in California, it's a lot scarier because you can only carry the pepper spray, right? Knives, we can't even really carry them because it's illegal. So we illegally carry it. You can't carry a gun on you. But now that we live in Vegas, yeah. you know, we just applied for our CCW, which if you guys don't know what that is, is a concealed carry weapon uh, permit license that allows us to carry a gun on our body, yes. in our purse or whatever it is that we want to do. And so if something were to happen, you can pull it out and shoot, right? So how do you feel now being in Vegas and having, you know, getting that CCW? I I think it feels pretty good. Um, I've always been uh, a little little kind of like standoffish about um, having a weapon on me. But, you know, uh, I think it's a good thing to be able to carry it. I feel like I actually... I'm given options in case like anything were to happen. So it's just nice to know that I have that extra layer of security and protection. To be honest, I never want to use a gun on anybody. I I don't think anyone does. Because I don't want to kill anybody. Right. Um, I don't want to go to jail. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to get sued. Like I don't want any of that to happen. Right. And then like if someone comes into the house and we shoot them, I don't want to shoot anybody in my house because if they die, we're going to get a ghost in our house. Yeah. And then so it's it's like I want to pull that robber outside of the front of the house and then shoot them yeah, but so they i don't have also, a ghost they also have to be facing us too so there's of course you can't shoot them in the back yeah i mean there's a lot of things right so i think if we i think we're doing things the right way because yeah. there are a lot of gun owners maybe who just have it illegally and they haven't taken the proper classes they don't know like what the protocols are right. and the laws and everything and i think um for us taking these courses and applying for the, the license i feel more comfortable about it yeah and um before even taking the classes, I was kind of um, worried about like, oh, what do I do if something happens or this scenario? And I played all these different scenarios in my mind. But now I kind of have a better idea of how to be more careful yeah. if I had to use it. So for me, when I go out, um, I, I think about the same things too. Like when I'm with the kids or when I'm with you and I see someone looking at us, I'm like, why is this person looking at us? What are they about to do? Yeah. So now I'm in defense mode. And I'm like, all right, we're about to get down. But it's like, if someone's really going to try and traffic and kidnap, then even my self-defense 
probably can't save us because they might have a whole team, right? right? One in the car, a couple people in the store. So it's like they might grab two people might grab each kid and run away. Then what are you going to do? Or someone's going to try and take me out first or whatnot. Yeah. You know, you know, so I think about that stuff all the time. And even though I've been, you know, taking Kung Fu classes ever since I was a little kid, like five years old, like, you know, I can fight. But at the same time, none of that might not even matter. Yeah. And I think that's like the added stress to it, too, because like if we were on our own and we had to protect ourselves, like we would have each other's backs. But then if something were to happen, it's like, okay, you have to deal with them. I have to watch the kids. I have to get them in safely and then try to come back to help you, you know. So the the way I prepare for it is when I go to the markets or anywhere, I I always think about something as you something Mm -hmm. can go down. right? Right. So I'm always in alert mode. And I'm looking at everything in the environment, the entire atmosphere, and I'm just cautious. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. One thing I noticed about you when we first started dating is that anytime we would uh, go eat at a restaurant, you always had to be facing the en- the entrance of the restaurant. And um, and I realized that you do that because you like to see who's coming in, who's coming out, and if anything were to happen, it always happens right at the entrance right. of the I mean, restaurant or store. Because when I was young, I got in a lot of fights. There was a lot of enemies. You know, it was a lot of gang stuff back then, yeah. right? So if I went to a restaurant and my back was towards the door, I can't see who's coming in. I might right. get socked from behind and I'm knocked out, right? So I always got to see who's coming in just to be aware of my surroundings. Yeah. And I think that's the difference too with um, guys and girls because I never really had to think about that. But I guess... Yeah, I always got to protect myself. Right. Right. That's so smart. Now, now I have different ways of... You know, it's a little different with the family. It's yeah, like, it's not myself. Now it's the kids and everything. So now I'm, I'm a little more laid back. I don't have to sit facing the doorways anymore because uh, I can enjoy my time with you guys while we're at a restaurant. But I am looking everywhere no matter yeah, what. Yeah, I think we both are doing that now. And I feel like that actually happens more often now because we have kids. So we're just like on extra alert. For sure. Yeah. Um, and one thing that I do well, one thing I used to do when it was just me was I used to always um, park my car like in the back of the parking lots because I didn't want to park next to all the other people where all the other cars are, where my car would get hit or dinged or something. Right. Yeah. And um, now that I have the kids, I like to park where there are a lot of people like closer yeah, to the same front. Here. Yeah. You want to be where you're in the public's eye. right? You yeah. want to be everywhere. So it's the same thing like when they have these Calic converters being stolen. Mm-hmm. I used to park my truck far away because I don't want my truck to get hit. Because right. people, my car is so big. And so when people get out of the spaces, I come back to my car and there's either dents, scratches, yeah. like a whole scratch all along the car. And I'm like, oh my God, these people don't like. I feel like it drive, happens a lot now right? too. So I would park far away. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, the last time I parked far away, Someone tried to steal my Cadillac converter. Exactly. So I'm like, no, now I just got to put it my car with everybody else so other eyes can see it. Yeah. And um, another thing, too, is like we always reverse park. Yeah. Because of any situation. So if you're getting into the car, we like to reverse park so that we can see what's in front of us and kind of our surroundings. And if we had to if we were to get in and caught up in any situation, at least we would be able to get out. A lot quicker. Yeah, so they call that G parking, and a lot of people are like, "Why do Asians always G park?" Well, everyone has their own reasons, but ours is safety. It's yeah. like if we can just drive off right away, that is the fastest way. Or if someone was going to block you in, you would have to reverse and hit their car, and then try to turn and go forward. But if you G parked it, 
you would just slam into their car, get them out of the way and go. Yeah. You know? And it's funny because I've been doing that for so long that I don't even know how to front park too well. Every time I try, I'm like, nope, I can't do oh it. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, another safety tip I would say is that when I'm loading the kids into the car and it's yeah. just me, I always um, do it where my back is towards the door. Yeah. So then I'm buckling them in, but I can also see like to the side of me and behind the car I mean, or in front of the car. Being in Vegas is so different from LA, right? So when we're in LA and we're in this like Albertsons parking lot at the grocery yeah. store and someone starts looking at me, I'm like, I was this fool about to do, you know? I, like I, I feel like he's about to attack me, right? Yeah, still the I, I car. think it really just depends on the area because now that we're in a better neighborhood, the vibe is completely different because before like we're so used to like living in the hood and there are, there would be homeless people all the time. You still see little like- Or just gangsters. Yeah, exactly. You know? But now living in Vegas, when I'm in these Albertson parking lots and people look at me, like they say hi first. Yeah. They'll see me putting the kids into the car seat and they're like, hey, you know, I had one time like this grandpa, this old white grandpa. And he's like, hey, um, let me help you take the shopping cart away because you're putting your kids away in the seat. I'm like, whoa, that's this is so crazy. nice. Because normally, that doesn't happen in LA. Yeah. And or then, if it were to happen, you'd be like, uh, no, I'm okay. Right. I'll just do it myself. Or be the younger person would help the older person put the shopping cart away. That's it, true. It's reverse here. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think because out here, it's so much more um, chill. There's no traffic. Right. Right. And then so no one's like laser focused or has to get somewhere. Like we'll get anywhere within a certain amount of time because there's no traffic. But when you're in LA, it takes an hour. It takes a lot longer. You're frustrated through the traffic. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, man, I got to get this done in like 10 minutes. That's all I got. I got to drive back in traffic. So when you see someone, you're like, don't talk to me. Right? Yeah, that's true. Everyone's just already so like anxious and angry because of all of yeah. the external factors around so you. You're either focused on yourself or you're on high alert. But when you're in a chill area like Vegas and someone see, looks at you, you're just like, oh, hi, how's it going? Yeah. You know, so it's just way different. That's true. So I, I feel like living in Vegas, you know, you could try and take the kids out more. Yeah, I think um, the one reason why I, I don't right now is because I don't know the area well enough. So I want to get familiar with it first, kind of see like who the neighbors are, what type of people are hanging out at like these specific parks. And you got to scope it out. I do. We got to go to the park, scope it out and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. Got to play a little detective. Yeah. If if that is the case and I can do that, then I would be more comfortable for sure. Well, that's great. That's a great way to start. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about should parents keep guns in the house? That's a big thing because there's so many people who are afraid of guns, uh, anti-guns mm -hmm. and things like that. And so, you know... I've had a gun for a long time. You know, I've had. What okay. That <laughs> What's a long time? Um, well, bef uh, obviously, before I could get a gun. Yeah. I had guns illegally. Okay. You know, because back in the days when it was like, you know, you're around a lot of gangs and you're trying to protect yourself. Like you just it's not for using it on someone it's to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. So even when I got it illegally. It was to protect myself. Okay. Right. But now um, it's totally different. Now we have our permits, right? We've taken classes and we know how to handle guns. Right. So I have a lot of guns now, you know, and <laughs> well, I love them. Yeah. I mean, I think we knew how to handle guns um, like way, like a few, 
I don't know. It's been a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, when we're in California, but um, you took your classes to have your gun license, right? And then for me, I would I just automatically owned your gun because we were married, right? So I didn't really take the classes. I didn't have the the booklet that you had, so I didn't learn a lot of the things about how to operate a gun, how to. Um, but I took the initiative to do all that, right? And I gave you books to read, and you just didn't want to read them. No, you didn't give me the books. You just said, "Oh, this is the book that I had to take it." And that was it. But I always but I was, tell you to get your license. Yeah, but I was just saying like, it's crazy because in California, they're more strict about it. But at the same time, you were able to take classes and then automatically, like I just was able to have ownership of the gun to yeah, use. I mean, yeah, our property is the same. Yeah. Right. So, you know, a lot of people, like no matter what, um, guns are everywhere. If we stop guns and ban guns, People can still get them illegally. Right. I still can. You know, I can still ask people to get me something. But it's like, I want the option to le legally own guns so I can protect myself and my family. I just want that option. Yeah. You know, so it's hard when people are like, hey, we're trying to ban guns. And it's like, yeah, but you're taking away from a good person. Right. You know? Because all of the people who want guns to use it for the wrong reasons, like they're going to get it no matter what. Exactly. So, so imposing those gun laws actually it does hurt the people who are just trying to use it for protection and who are actually doing it the legit way yeah i mean it's like when you know knives are illegal to carry like so a knife when the blade is longer than your palm it's illegal right so um oh that's it huh that's yeah. it that's yeah pretty much. much and so everyone has a knife that's longer than that so we're i was carrying knives illegally since like middle school you yeah. know what i mean so it's like nothing's going to stop me from protecting myself. Yeah. Like I used to carry around a switchblade before because like someone gave it to me. Yeah. But I didn't really know it was illegal. Or I guess at one point I did realize that it was. But I was like, you know what? This is the only thing that I have. And I'm not going to go somewhere to buy like a one that meets the legal standards. So I just had it with me. Well, now we should think like that because <laughs> obviously back then we didn't care if we went to jail or not for something like that. But now when we have kids, we can't risk any of that. Yeah. Right? Like we just want to be good citizens, Samaritans, all that, and just follow the laws. So um, I think the biggest thing is that a lot of people talk about um, being irresponsible with guns and keeping them in the house. Mm -hmm. So you hear a lot of things on the news where a kid shot themselves, shot their siblings, shot their dad, and they died. Yeah, the one thing I don't know. understand is how... Do you hear these stories about kids taking the guns to school? It's just irresponsible parents exactly. and gun owners. You have to have a safe. Yes. Yes, safes cost $200, $500, sometimes even $1,000. But you got to spend the money to get a good safe so the kids can't get the guns. Yeah, you're talking about saving lives and like for the sake of the family and stuff, you know? Right. And like, no, even if you think your kid is not going to take it, like you still have to put them away safely because it's on you, right? Mm -hmm. And now they're charging parents. Like if your kid killed somebody with guns, now they're going to charge your parents as well. I mean... And, and they should. Yeah. Right? So here's here's a little, um, some fun facts about me as in my past. When I was a kid, I would say in elementary school, okay, uh, my dad had guns. He had rifles, okay? And uh, I have no idea where he hit them. I don't know if he had a save. I don't mm. know if he hit them. But I just knew that I didn't know where they were. But you knew he had them. How did you know? I knew because one time um, I was playing basketball in the backyard and then he brought the rifle out in the backyard. And then he told my brothers to come out 
and he started teaching them how to shoot the rifle in oh. the backyard because we had a mountain in the backyard and things like that. And That's it was, crazy. You know, and it's not a loud gun. It was like a 22. 22 sound like a BB gun. Yeah. Right. So he was teaching them how to shoot the rifle. And um, they didn't ask me to shoot it because I was You're in elementary. Young, yeah. yeah. I'm talking about like probably first grade or something. Oh, my gosh. But even though seeing that, I wasn't scared or excited or anything. I was just like, oh, OK, well, they're just doing something. Yeah. And then, you know, now at this age, I know my dad has guns. At any point, I did not go look for them. Mm-hmm. I didn't care to look for them. You know, uh, when I got to middle school and high school and I was starting to get bullied, I didn't go look for a gun to bring to school and try to shoot people. So, mm. like, I think it's the way kids are also raised in the house because knowing that my parents had guns, I didn't go look for it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I... M- Growing up, I knew my dad had one and he did try to like hide them in different spots. And I was like a nosy kid. I would like climb up and like look around everywhere. Like I would climb high up like over on the counter. You looking for them? No, I wasn't looking for them, but I would be looking for other stuff, you know? Oh, I see. Like I I was just really nosy and curious. And then um, I would see it and it's there, but I didn't want to, you know, acknowledge the fact and let them know that I saw it. But I I wasn't ever um, like, too curious where i even like touched it or wanted to look at it you know i think there's a time i did see him cleaning the gun and um i never touched it or Mm -hmm. anything like when i see the guns at that young age i don't i I know how dangerous it how dangerous it is right so i just don't touch it i know it's not for kids but then when i see bb guns i'm all over it like, I want to buy BB guns. I'll buy it underage. I'll tell someone else to buy me a BB gun. I'll go shoot birds and all this stuff, right? Yeah, I didn't even like playing and with so BB guns. I would shoot BB guns all the time. Uh, and then uh, one time, me and my cousin, he had like a, a pump shotgun BB gun. And we'd have to pump it every time and we'd shoot like Oh, birds. I've been shot by those before. Yeah, and we're like, you know, <laughs> in like sixth grade, seventh grade, and we'd be playing with it. And then uh, I guess my grandma saw us shooting it in the backyard. And then she would tell my parents and then they'd call us in for this big meeting and be like where's this gun that grandma saw you and then we pull it out and be like it's a bb gun you know but they were so serious about it like you shouldn't be playing with guns da 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 how did you even get that it was my cousins oh, I, I don't know how i got okay. it but at this but it's like in our mind at that age we're like it's just for playing yeah it's like just it's a just BB a toy gun. right I know the difference between a real gun and a BB gun. Yeah, so I guess like not all kids know that though. And I think... um, But I wasn't taught that. mm. I just... I don't know. It was common sense and I just knew better. I think it's also because of the way that your um, parents handled like the gun and everything too. Because if you saw them like flashing it around and doing all these irresponsible things, then you would kind of like... Be like, oh, that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, that's true. But I think because they were so careful about it and like they hid it from you. Um, but at the same time, they kind of exposed you to it in a safe way. Kind of. I don't think they purposely did. You know, I've only seen my dad clean his gun once. Okay. You know, and that's the only time I really see it. So I think that if you show the guns around the kids, don't. Right. But if you do, you show them when you're responsible, which is cleaning the gun or teaching something. Yeah, I think eventually when they get old enough, it's good to teach them about it so they can understand like the how serious it is to have a gun and how much harm it can cause. You know, I see these YouTube videos of these little girls who are, they're like five and they got the headgear, five? headgear on, the safety goggles, and they're at the ranges and they're shooting competition, 
you know five-year-olds five-year-olds it's crazy that must not even be around here then uh i don't know probably in in the midwest somewhere okay right so or in the south but you know that that makes me look at it like okay so a kid that young can actually be responsible with the gun and maybe it'd be a good idea to teach them how to use it so they know when they see one not what not to do yeah i forgot what the age was in in nevada where they I'm can start sure. handling it i know it was on the test that we took too we just did it for the concealed carry license i don't remember that question oh man i don't i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna even guess because i don't want to get the wrong so answer I, would you be comfortable uh getting the kids some shooting lessons when they're old enough what's old enough i think it would probably have to be past the minimum age because i think the minimum age was still pretty young i mean like forget about the minimum what the minimum uh age is like what age would you be comfortable having the kids learn how to shoot i think they would at least have to be in their teenage years like 12 maybe it, it really i would really have to judge it by um their character and how well they absorb things and um just just how they are at that age i feel like eight years old is uh a good first time i almost feel like the age requirement is nine because there's here. there's little kids that go hunting with their parents right you know what i mean yeah and i, I think um exposing to the exposing it to them is not a bad idea because if they um do see it i guess it, it, they're more comfortable around it that's the main goal i want them to not be afraid of the guns it's yeah. not that i want them to use it right but i don't want them to like if they ever heard one they're running for their life. They're crying. They're like, it's so loud and they're mm -hmm. traumatized. I just want them to know like how to handle it. And if there was a situation, yes, they can defend themselves and shoot the robber that comes in the house. But at the same time, it's just like not be scarred for life when in, when something happens. Yeah, because I feel like the more you try to hide something from your kids or you try not to like expose them to anything, they're they're more like shielded if that makes sense like they they don't know much of what's going on and if they were put into a situation like they would just be completely clueless and helpless you know yeah one of the things that i really don't understand is that when the kids bring them to school mm -hmm. right and they're like there was a bully and i brought it to school and i wanted to shoot him or whatever yeah and so when i was in school like starting middle school and high school that's when i was getting bullied a lot and then there's also like gang bullying and all that stuff right and there are times when I really, really hated people, but I wouldn't bring a gun to school and yeah. I wouldn't think about shooting them. You know what I mean? I would think about it if I was to get shot, then I would shoot them. But I wouldn't go to their house and shoot them or anything like that or yeah. shoot up a whole school. I feel like a lot of people, like when those shootings happen, I feel like it's with people who have a lot of psychological issues and they probably, definitely the way that they were, they were brought up and raised and like their parents maybe yeah in a normal situation everyone would probably just be like me you know they wouldn't be like oh my gosh my dad has a gun let's go find it let's go play with it yeah you know like you don't do that yeah so i think it just has a lot to do with like gun safety like for us to have it in the house we, we make sure we have it like securely locked if you know some of the guns they have safeties on it we make sure that the kids can't access them um and I think that's just the biggest thing. And I know there are a lot of people who are anti-gun and they would never get a gun because they don't trust themselves with it and they don't think that they can be safe enough yes. with it. Like there's a lot of women who are like, no guns in this house. Yeah. So like, I mean, if you learned a little bit about guns and took classes and went shooting, I think you'd feel a lot more comfortable. Right? Like how do you feel now after taking those classes and 
Well, I'm, I feel more confident for sure because even when we would go to the shooting ranges, like in the beginning, you know, the first time I went to a shooting range, I actually initiated it and asked my my brother to take me to the shooting range because yeah. I wanted to know how it felt like I wanted to know um, how to operate a gun. And after that, like I got more comfortable. But then when you don't use it for a while or you don't go shooting, you kind of um, and when you go back again, you're kind of like, yeah, you're uncomfortable. You get, yeah, you're again. uncomfortable again and you kind of get scared and you get shaken up a little bit when it's so loud and you feel right. the recoil. But I think after taking these classes and, and just being more educated about guns um, and the laws, uh, I I feel pretty confident in it now. Like after we yeah. took these classes, um, when we went to the range or during the test, you actually have to shoot your gun. And I felt um, pretty good about it. Yeah. And just, um, just knowing that in, I feel like in any situation, if anything were to come up, like you're always going to freeze or everything that you've learned might go out the door. I don't know. Yeah. But at least I, I know um, in the back of my mind that I just need to practice and kind of like get used to. So, you know, you're comfortable now. Yeah. Uh, but when you first met me, you knew I had guns and you weren't comfortable at that time. Like what was going through your mind? Well, I think because uh, when we first met, right, I didn't know too much about you. And you look like this little like hoodlum and stuff. So I'm like, what does he have guns for? You know, you're the actually the first guy that I've... Um, been with like my actual boyfriend that had like all these tattoos and stuff so i was kind of like okay i need to get to know this person more and to know his history his intentions like is he a little gangster or does he just use it for you know for protection yeah so, just for myself yeah so i i i like if i were to meet new people and we're in the same room and they have guns like laying around like am i gonna feel comfortable if i don't know them enough i don't know because yeah, you have to be able to trust that person Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go to someone's house and they have guns all lying around. Yeah, because accidents can happen. Of course. You know, because so. you don't know how responsible they are. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. You know, I was there's this one time. Um, so my dad never took me to the shooting range, but when I started buying guns, rifles, ARs, like AR-15s, and then I ended up buying like a a Remington um, M24, which is like a sniper rifle. Mm. So you could go hunting or for me, it was more for preparing for a zombie apocalypse. So if that was to happen, I can go on my roof and I can snipe, right? Like it's just all for zombies. I've always known that. And so <laughs> the moment I was able to get those uh, those guns, I took my dad shooting to the shooting range with me. Oh, you know? was that the first time that you went? That back? was the first time. And I was oh. like 30 years old. And that I, was your first time going to the shooting range with my dad oh, okay yeah you know because i wanted him to be like i wanted to show him my sniper yeah. rifle my ar-15s and i'd be like look dad this is cool like have you ever shot one of these you know so i just wanted to teach him about the weapons that i had was he comfortable using them yeah he loved it oh nice yeah he probably used them a lot too before who you knows? just didn't know <laughs> yeah maybe yeah who knows but um, I hope you guys feel a little more comfortable with this gun talk that we just had. Um, let us know what you guys think about it and if you guys have guns in your house or why you're so scared of them and you just don't ever want to see one. Yeah, share your experiences with us because I feel like um, with our community, like it's good to be able to discuss topics like these. You know, there's something oh, yeah. that we can learn and there's things that you guys can learn too. I would say ever since Asian hate, uh, that's when I'm like, that's when you were like more into guns. Yeah. For more protection. Yeah. And I was always carrying a uh, mace and pepper spray and tasers. I still do. But, you know, that's yeah. going to change. I mean, even my dad wanted to buy more guns ever since that Asian mm -hmm. hate stuff came out because, yep. you know, the elders were getting beat and stuff. 
And so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, how we handle bullying for the kids. Mm. Um, I've been through a lot of bullying uh, growing up. I would say I started in elementary school, uh, but not from being at school, uh, more of from home. Oh, because I had two older brothers who were five and a half years older than me, mm-hmm. they're twins. So they would gang up on me all the time and they would be the ones bullying me. Okay. I mean, I have two older brothers too. And um, the, I guess I wouldn't have seen it too much as bullying, but they were picking on me. So I guess that kind of is the same thing. It is. At the time, at that young age, I didn't think of it as bullying. It was just brothers harassing me. But now at this age, I'm like, yes, that was definitely bullying. Yeah. Um, with my brothers, they used to just always scare me all the time. And because they like we're all two years apart, except for my sister, because she was an accident. But um, they, you know, they what had more to do with anything. <laughs> well, I was because I was saying that everyone is two years apart, except for my sister. Oh, yeah. Because we're like nine years apart. But um, they used to always like tag team on me and like pick. Yeah, they would pick on me. Um, What's the worst thing your brothers did to you that traumatized you to this day? Oh, my gosh. They used to scare me all the time. There was one point where um, I used to always watch Scream. Yeah. And I as I was so afraid of it, but I would keep watching it for some reason. Like, I was so ballsy back then. But um, there was this one incident where when I was sleeping, they hung the Scream mask like on my door. Yeah. So I woke up and I saw it and I ran to it. I grabbed it and I threw it. And then I went under my blanket and I started crying. How old were you? Oh, I don't remember. When did Scream come out? I don't even know. Mm, like elementary school? Probably. Probably. But I was just so scared. And they used to always do all these dumb things. And they would like say, oh, imagine this. You're going to see this when you're sleeping in your room. And I'm like by myself, all scared. That's so funny because Scream is not even a scary movie. It's just a thriller or suspense. Dude, it's just some guy in a mask and a knife. It's I not know, like a but ghost. it just that stuff scares me more than ghost stuff, though, because that stuff is like it, it seems like it's it has more of a likelihood to happen. I don't know, man. <laughs> you could get possessed from a ghost. That could that, happen. That's true. I think probably because you've experienced that. So it's something that you're not as oh afraid of. Maybe that's we'll, a normal thing for you. We might talk about that in another episode. Oh my gosh. Uh, but, you know, going into middle school and high school, that's when the bullying actually started for me in school. Mm, oh, that's kind of late for late? bullying. In Why school. would you get bullied in elementary school? Oh, I thought you said in high school. Middle school is when it started. Okay, well, yeah, middle school is when I started getting into fights. Alright, oh, yeah, I'd be like seventh grade, eighth grade. I'd be getting in fights. Well, that's considered junior high. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. My my first real fights were actually in junior high too. They were both in seventh grade. Yeah, so it's crazy, right? It's like right out of elementary school, you're getting in fights. And it's like, these are all, I don't even know why we, we would get in fights. It could be just from what we learned from our siblings. It's all, I don't know. It was just all kind of just. It's stupid stuff. It, it is really stupid stuff. Because the like for me, just thinking back for those fights that I had, like I never wanted to fight, but it was two people that basically kind of like teamed up on me. And uh, in my first fight, like I obviously I won the fight. She ended up having like these horns on her (laughs) forehead. She had horns on like on her forehead. And then she had like a black eye. She had like all these bumps on her face. And um, just because of the fact that like I beat her up, 
uh, her friend, her best friend, wanted to find me after, like, to defend her honor and stuff. And this is like when you're 12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, like I, I knew how to fight. I always knew how to fight back then, but I just never wanted to. And I felt like it was just for the stupidest reasons, you know? Yeah, I think for, for boys, it's more of an ego and pride thing. So when I got in fights in middle school, it was like, this guy's a loser. I'm going to just try and beat him up type of thing, you oh. know? Or like if, if, if this loser at school said something to me, then that's my reason to just punch him. You know, like, so I was bullying people too. Okay. You know, but I was getting bullied more. You know, like, it just, everyone does both. I feel like it kind of just goes full circle. So it's kind of hard. Um, and I feel like it's a touchy subject when you're talking about bullying because um, I got bullied a lot too. Um, and I feel like because I got bullied a lot that I ended up bullying people too. Right. And, and for, it's for different reasons. So it's like, when I was in school, it's almost like prison. If you don't bully someone else or fight someone else, everyone's going to think you're the weakest link. Yeah, like you and felt like gonna, you had to do it. Yeah, and they're going to keep bullying you. Yeah. So whenever I would fight people and I would knock them out and I would win every single fight in school, then people knew not to mess with How me How many anymore. fights did you get into? That's uh, a lot. Sounds like a lot. Yeah, oh my it was gosh. a lot. So I think at five years old, that's when I started martial arts. I was doing uh, oh. Kung Fu. Yeah. You know, I was like in lion dance. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys don't know lion dance is this Chinese tradition where there's these big lion heads. And you're doing this and then someone else has a tail and they're underneath doing this. And so I was in this, you know, this uh, traditional club in Chinatown. And along with lion dance, you'd play the drums and cymbals and learn the instruments. And then also you would do martial arts training uh, with weapons and all this stuff. So I think starting at like five years old is when I started doing martial arts. That's pretty cool. Um, and that's probably why I was able to defend myself starting in middle school. Mm. So I think it's very, very important to put both our kids into some sort of martial arts yes. now. Yes. Right. Leia's five, Enzo's three. Mm-hmm. I would love for them to start now because I don't want them to start at 10 years old and then be scared of it and cry and all that stuff. And I think it also teaches them a lot of discipline. Yeah. Right. Which is what I think our kids really need. Yeah. I, I feel like um, at their age, like there are so many things that they can learn. Like they're absorbing everything like a sponge. And I feel like uh, we can't treat them as they're as if they're like very dainty and fragile. Because I mean, they can be, but they can also uh, be really strong too at the yeah. same time. So that's why we were trying to take them to learn all these different uh, martial arts. And we haven't found the right one yet, but I think the next one that I would want them to do, um, and it also uh, fits with their age range, is BJJ. Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, so I, I love Jiu-Jitsu because we're small, and then the kids are obviously going to be the smaller ones when they're in school. Yeah. And learning Jiu-Jitsu, it's like, even though you can fight and box or kick, and when you punch someone, you can knock them out, but if there's someone that goes on top of you, especially for Leia because she's a girl and she can't wiggle away, you feel so defeated and useless. Yeah. Like when I I think what started all of us like all of it and us trying to look for martial arts classes for them was because we saw Leia and and Enzo they were always grappling on the floor yeah and then they would always cry because they were stuck under the other person and they couldn't get themselves out and we're like dude like use your muscles use your strength and then when you actually ingrain that into their mind they're like oh actually you're right why am i crying and then they'll just use all their strength and push them off so easily so so, uh specifically speaking uh enzo the young our youngest son would go on top of leia and they would wrestle and Mm -hmm. leia would be stuck and she can't 
get off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is two years younger than you, Leia. How, yeah. What are you doing? So the moment we taught her how to get away from that, she started going on top of Enzo and like she's not afraid anymore. Yeah, she would find ways to get out of it rather than like crying and whining, yeah. waiting for us to help her, yeah. you know? So I've never been in that situation before uh, because I just, I'm always on my feet and just, you know, punching and kicking. Yeah. Um, but being able to throw someone off or just how to get away from someone's power like that, that is so crucial mm -hmm. for a girl. Yeah. Right? And it happened to me. Oh, okay. It happened to me one time. Uh, and it was my uncle. Uh, I have this uncle who was just always so lazy and just didn't like to do stuff all the time. And so also uh, we would play like Big Two. You guys remember Big Two? It's this, Big Two or 13, right? Yeah. It's this <laughs> Chinese poker game that would play. And it would be me, my cousin, and my like uncle who was like, you know, 20, 30 years older than us. And he would cheat every time. Oh my gosh. So he would like, <laughs> what a great you know, he would get the twos back, <laughs> the big twos back, and use them again, stuff like that. So one time I got mad. I was like 12 years old. And then I was, I was like yelling at him. I don't know. I think I either pushed him or something because there's just too much cheating going yeah. on after so many years. And then uh, we started getting to this fist fight, and he got on top of me and held me down my arms and my legs uh, and I couldn't move I and I was like that. okay this is not cool yeah I can't defend myself right now I feel like shit like so I think we've know, all been there jujitsu is the best way to not you know it's the best way to build confidence I think so too you know there's a another time this traumatized me from when I was a little kid uh, I, I was in elementary and I was doing karate and uh, this karate class we started doing nunchucks after oh. we reached a certain belt color and so i was so happy and excited that i had nunchucks because i love ninja turtles michelangelo was my favorite right <laughs> and so when i came home with the nunchucks that day i was showing my brothers look what i got nunchucks right and then them being the bullies you know these nunchucks they're not like real metal ones it's like these black padded and it has this like rope uh, like a black rope yeah they fucking cut it <gasps> they cut my nunchucks in half Aww. and i could never use it ever again so I've been traumatized for that since day one. That's really sad. And I told my parents, they didn't do anything about it. They didn't even get you new ones? Nope. Oh. That was it. That That's definitely bullying for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I mean. Oh, no. Um, but, you know, I would love for the kids to be able to do the martial arts. And I think they should start doing it like next week. Yeah. I think for me, um, ever since I was younger, I, I don't know why I always felt like I always had to like be the stronger person. Um, and I felt like I was always vouching to be like this, um, independent girl, woman that can take care of myself or defend myself if anything were to happen. And I think that kind of, um, it helped that I had two older brothers because we would always play with each other and we would always play fight and they would kind of go easy on me, but they wouldn't, but I would also be super aggressive and I would like fight just as hard as a guy would, you know? Yeah. And I, I felt like they never really treated me too differently, but they, they were, they were respectful about it, but at the same time, they were like really training me to like make sure that I was strong enough. Yeah, so you could take care of yourself. Exactly. Again, it was uh, tough love. Yeah, and I think because um, I was like a tomboy yeah. when I was younger too. And I, I, I just always felt like I always had the need to be able to defend myself. All right, so here's my question for you. Um, what would you do if the kids were getting bullied? Oh, that's a tough one. Because... I don't even think my parents taught me this. 
either. Like I just had to like fend for myself. But I I think I'm already like giving them lessons about being bullied. Um, I always tell them to try to to not be the aggressor ever. Um, try to make sure you understand the situation. And I feel like they are old enough to know that, especially Leia. Um, and it's more so of like if you feel like someone's being um, being aggressive towards you, you try to diffuse the situation and you leave the situation. But if it's to the point where they're actually really trying to like mess with you and stuff, like stand your stand your ground, be loud. If you have to be um, that kid that like tells on them, you have to do it. You know what I mean? I think, uh, well, I don't know if that's going to save you from bullying because now you're going to get in more trouble from the bully. So one is obviously verbal where you're just like, you tell them, look, I don't like it. Yeah. And it's the way you tell them, mm-hmm. right? Don't fuck with me. But if you're just like, hey, leave me alone, then they're going to keep coming at you. But if you're like, hey, dude, you better stop this. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I definitely teach stop, them to right? be assertive about it for so, sure. So once they have that confidence, hopefully that's it. Yeah. But then if it gets down to like now they're getting pushed, the first thing I would do is I would teach the kids how to punch and just punch the bully. Yeah. I'm not saying to get down and fight for your life and do that. I mean, just give them one good punch so they know what you mean that you mean business and that's it. Yeah, I I will let them know like never let anyone hurt you and if you feel like you have to defend yourself, yeah. then you would do it. But I don't think uh, that actually works. Because my dad did the same thing to me. So I didn't even think about this. But he he, he told me one time uh, at a workplace, he's like, you know, there's these guys that keep messing with you. He's like, just go ahead and give them a little push, you know, let them know. Yeah. But me at that age, I was all about fighting. So it wasn't just a little push. I push. Then I wanted to sock them. Then I wanted to yeah, wrestle them. Yeah, it keeps them, going. You know? That's why I I always try to make that the last resort. Like you try to diffuse the situation. You try to leave it. But if they keep coming after you and you have to defend yourself, then yes, you do it. But also, I think it does help if you do let like a teacher know at the same time, because I think even for Leia at school, you know, I'll have discussions with the teachers and, um, you know, kids, sometimes they don't know personal space and they don't know how to communicate with each other. And the schools are teaching them to say like, oh, if they're doing something you don't like, you say no, thank you. And if they keep doing it to you again, then you kind of just have to like let someone know. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, being violent just makes it worse. I totally understand that. But that only works up until a certain age. Right. Because once I started getting bullied in middle school, you don't tell the teacher. Yeah, I know. Because they will bully like, you even more. It's already happening. <laughs> You're not going to stop and go run away and tell the teacher. And yeah. then they're going to tell the whole school what just happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's just like an ideal situation, right? But I think even for me, when I was getting bullied, I would always um, stand my ground. I never went to tell the teachers at all. Yeah, exactly. I I felt like I had a tough girl um, exterior or demeanor always, like my entire life. Nice. And um, anytime anyone would try to do something to me, I would always like, kind of like what you're saying, like, don't fuck with me because... You know, I I don't want to fight. I don't want to escalate things. But if I have to, I will, you know. Yeah. I mean, like right now, we're already teaching the kids how to protect themselves, right? We're teaching Leia how to get out of this hold that Enzo puts on her. Yeah. And then uh, we have like punching bags and things like that. And, you know, they like to start punching it. Sometimes I let Enzo hit me uh, just to see how strong he is. Yeah. You know, like I try to teach Leia how to punch properly, Mm -hmm. you know, just like little things like that. And I think that's just the start of it. And it's not for them to start fights. It's just 
so they know what they're doing because if they were to get in a fight and we didn't teach them, I don't want them to break their hand or get hurt. Yeah, you know? just just I want them to be in control of the situation. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Yep. So uh, we've been talking a lot lately about fighting and uh, mm-hmm. self-defense and things like that. So now we're going to talk about how after all this fighting in our lives, like how do we feel about all that now, you know? And so um, I used to get in a lot of fights when I was a kid, like starting from middle school, right? And like I said earlier, it's because of ego thing and pride, right? Because right? you want to be this popular kid in school and things like that. You want to be cool. So I would be getting, I think in middle school, I got in like maybe five or six fights. That's a lot. I just I just moved to the school too. I just went from being in Glendale from like preschool to elementary up until sixth grade and then uh seven and eighth like i had this between sixth and seventh i started living in highland park which is an area that was really ghetto oh a lot yeah of violence yeah, and stuff right and by seventh grade i went to arcadia and there's just there's so many just rich kids in that area and i i didn't wasn't used to that yeah but um coming to this new school people would just pick on me right and i was small you were the new kid yeah. yeah and then there's kids there that are like uh, who just flunked the same grade and they returned and you know there's that one kid who was just yeah. so um, yeah that's why I got into like five or six fights people just always picked on me because I was small oh but I would always punch them and they would fall down and I and it's never like I fight for a long time I would just literally sock them and they would fall and I'm like oh cool that's it yeah I felt like that it I felt like you probably had a tough childhood growing up because you're on the small side. And yeah. I feel like for guys, that's a really hard thing to be able to take in because for girls, when you're small, like we're already like insecure about it, like growing up. Yeah. But it, but it's actually normal for girls to be on the small side. Yeah. So <laughs> one time I was getting bullied and instead of punching the guy, I straight up kicked him in the nuts. Oh, no. And I was so <laughs> happy I did that. But at the same time, when I kicked the guy in the nuts... He had no reaction. Oh. And I was like. That didn't even face him? I was him? like. Then I started laughing. I'm like, look at this guy. This is like during lunch when everyone was watching. And I'm like, look at this guy. I kicked him in the nuts. And he didn't even. Like, does he even have any nuts? You know, so. <laughs> I, I knew you said something like that. Just knowing how you are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, but it's always just like one strike. And then, you know, that's it. Yeah. But there was this one time when I actually lost. Mm. And uh, I never really lose the fights. You don't really lose the fights if you don't go down. But I kind of like, so there's this soccer player guy. And for some reason, we got in an argument and he hit me first. Oh. But because he's a soccer player, he kicked me. And Ouch. soccer players kick they, really yeah. hard. Okay. And this guy kicked me uh, behind my knee. I would have never thought. Oh, and he and so knocked you down. To, he, he knocked me you. down. I couldn't get up because it was, I felt like I sprained my knee. Oh. I couldn't walk, stuff like that. Yikes. And then, uh, so when I got home, I got in trouble by my mom. And I told her that I needed crutches because I couldn't walk. Mm. And I got suspended from school. What about and, the other kid? Um, I don't remember. I just remember me being traumatized by yeah. it. And so, you know, I couldn't walk. And it was just really bad. And then I remember that my mom started yelling at me. And she got, you know... Uh, she was so upset that I got suspended. And instead of asking me why I got in a fight or how this happened, 
I just got scolded. And then, Sounds about right, actually. Right? And I'm on crutches getting scolded. Like, I already feel bad. Yeah. And you're making me feel more bad. And and I remember I I started, uh, I gave her like a little push because I got so mad. You pushed your mom? Yeah. I mean, it was like a nudge like that. Uh, I mean, like, dude, I'm like 12. How bad can I hurt you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it caught her off guard and then I started getting beat. I mean, yeah. if my kid did that to me, I would be pretty upset about it too, especially when t- in their eyes, like in her eyes, she- you were probably already in trouble. You got suspended. So that's something that they have to deal with. And then you're going and pushing her. So she's right. like, whoa. Well, the, this is where I want to be different as a parent. I want to s- not let that escalate. If my kid pushed me, I want to be like, hold up. Why did you just do that? Yeah. What was the reason for that? Because as a kid... I pushed my mom because I was upset that I'm in pain and you're giving me more of that. Like she didn't ask if you're okay. And yeah, like how come you're not your defending side? me? Yeah. Why aren't you going to go call that parent and be like, yo, this guy kicked him, right? Yeah, and I think that's the difference with that ger- generation of parenting compared to ours because uh, because these are the childhood traumas that we grew up with. The way that our parents um, handled things was a lot different. Yeah. Like we had to be the ones who were submissive and if anything happened, we're supposed to just walk away from it and not defend ourselves yeah. or get into any trouble, right? But that's not the case nowadays and I feel like they wanted us to just um not get in trouble and to if we had to let people pick on us then we just let them pick on us yep that's what they would tell us to do um so in in a previous episode you spoke about uh how you got in fights in middle school with a girl and then the best friend tried to fight you and stuff like that uh when was your last fight and why oh gosh and like did you get in like really big trouble uh yeah i would say yes because the last fight that I got in, um, I wasn't even trying to get into a fight. It was because of my best friend at the time yeah. that got me into that fight. And I was so angry because we were at a club. And, um, oh, it was, so you're like 21? Yeah, I was in my 20s already. And um, I was with my, my best friend at the time and my boyfriend at the time. You know, uh, in the early 2000s, in your early 20s, that was like peak gangster time peak gangster time right? so clubs were like hot it was like fights everywhere yeah. shootings everywhere yes. it was bad yeah and i wasn't the type to get into fights like honestly i think my last fight were were the ones that i brought up like in junior high the two because i don't really i'm not a i'm not a person that likes to fight and if there's confrontation i will try to avoid it but if i have to defend myself like i will verbally do it and i it love gets, fighting it, <laughs> yeah i can see that but i don't want to but i love it oh well i don't i i don't like it but i know that if i were to get into a fight like i will definitely defend myself because i know how to fight um but my reasons for fighting like that i, I the reason why i like fighting is not because i want to hurt people it's more because like oh cool i was able to beat this person who can i challenge next oh, you know like how am i going to get better and better i never saw it that way like the two fights that i had in junior high like i didn't want them to happen but like literally the the first girl that i beat up she came to me and was like oh no she 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 i don't remember what it was but it was so like it, I just felt so bad for them. And then just seeing this other girl like come to me and say, oh, I have to fight you because you beat her up. And I'm <laughs> like, this is so stupid. Like, why is this happening? Yeah. But I'm like, fuck it. I guess we're going to get into a fight. And I beat both of them up. Nice. And I was so proud of it. But at the same time. That's t- what I'm saying. 
Like no, but I was proud of it because they forced me into fighting because right. I didn't want to. But I, after the, I was done, I was like, "That's it. Like I proved my point. Like I beat you guys up, and that's it." Yeah, like I don't go looking for fights. Maybe like there's a certain phase where I was, but the times when I was getting bullied, it wasn't me forcing fights. Yeah, it was like because I was I had to. Right? Yeah, I know. But you're saying like, "Oh, how can I get better? Who can I find next?" That wasn't right. the but, intent for me. After. The reason why I say that is because these are all just little fights. Like yeah. these don't matter. Like this will level me up to the times when we're about to go through some robbery or kidnapping. And now I have the confidence to mess those people up. Okay. You know like what I'm just saying? knowing what you're Re- capable of yeah, doing. For real life situations. Yeah. Fights in school are not really real life situations. That's right. like little stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm talking about the life threatening stuff. Right. I want to be ready for that. So that's why when I fight someone, I'm like, yes. Now I know that I've got to fight a 40-year-old tattooed guy. Oh, you know, God. can I handle that? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I, that's I, the difference. Yeah, I guess that's the difference because I really don't really, I, I don't enjoy fighting. But um, going back to the last fight that I had, I was, I was in my 20s and, um, you know, it was the end of the night. Everyone was leaving. So we're all like outside of the club. And there's this one, one Hispanic guy and he was huge, like super tall and really big, you know, and he was so drunk and he kept bumping into everyone. And then uh, my ex best friend, uh, she was she got mad. So she walked, rushed towards him and shoved him. And then she took off. Why do girls do I that? I don't know. And, and then, it's always the Asian girls. And she's shorter than me. She's smaller than me too. And, but she was a very problematic person, which we're not friends anymore. I think it's just an of, Asian thing, right? Like, I don't know. Was she Vietnamese? Uh, no, she was Chu Chow. Yeah, well, that's why. But too. she was a ter- She was a really shitty person. All Chu Chow girls, like my ex, oh. is the same thing. They just have a fuse that blows off. I don't know. They're like Vietnamese girls. Same thing, like Vietnamese guys. You know, they can't control themselves. (laughs) Well, her specifically, she was a very problematic person. And it took like something really extreme with her, you know, uh, now being married to my that ex-boyfriend at the time. um, But that's how our whole friendship uh, broke off. So it kind of tells you what type of person she was. But basically uh, with this fight, she like pushed this guy, ran off. And I'm just like bamboozled. I'm like, oh what just happened and then it was like him and then his friends and there are these other hispanic girls and they're like bigger than me too and then they're just looking at me and saying stuff to me and of course i'm not gonna back down and i started talking shit back because i was like that wasn't even me and they were super drunk yeah, no and one i was sober at this point no one even understands the situation yeah, or what's going on i was so angry and then like we just rushed towards each other and got down and i didn't even realize that during the fight she took her shoe off and she was hitting me on the head I had no idea because that adrenaline was rushing. And then did I get in big trouble for it? Yes, I did. Because we both ended up going to jail for the night. Yes. What was the charge? Um, I, I... they, like the charges were dropped, oh, okay. but they just took us in probably just to like teach us the lesson. Right. And I was in the cell with her the entire time and she was barfing the whole night. Oh my God. And that night I was so angry because I'm in this jail cell by myself and you know, my, uh, ex best friend and ex-boyfriend were like you know with each other for the night trying to figure things out to get me out and stuff like that but i was so pissed because i didn't even initiate this fight and the funny thing was like this girl she was so drunk and she would be throwing up and then she'll come and lay next to me she's like i'm so sorry like i didn't know that it wasn't you and da 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 and i was just so angry 
Like Man. no one knew what was going on, and I got caught up in this situation where I actually got arrested. Why? You know? Why did you get arrested and not? She took person? off my my. Oh, why did you take off? Took, you always got to take off. She took off. And then I got into the fight, and she was oh, already gone. I, I didn't see. know where she was. No, no, no. You gotta take off together. Yeah, no. She she took off without me, and I'm oh like, what God. the fuck just happened? No, when we do that, we're like, hey, fool, let's go, let's go. Yeah, you're supposed to bring your friends with you. And after that, like, I still stayed friends with her for so long, and I always had her oh back. Oh my gosh! No, nope. see, that's where you messed up. I know. When my friend is squabbling with someone else, and they're on the floor, and we're about to take off because cops are coming. We got to kick that guy in the face to let have him let go of the friend. And, and then we, you take off together. And then we take off together. Yeah, yeah, I should have known from that very moment that she was not a good friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's horrible. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, my last fight, uh, man. Oh, there's so many. Um, I would <laughs> say, so many. I, I don't remember what the last fight was. I just remember the last one I did. I didn't get in a fight with and I had to like bitch I had to be a bitch about it mm, okay. this was the worst okay like it, it made me feel so useless and so like horrible because uh, there was this girl that I was talking to from another school and I was out of what was I no this is like senior year mm, okay? okay so she went to a different high school and I was talking to her and I didn't know that she had guys or ex-boyfriends or anything like how am i supposed to know yeah right so it's the girl's fault already from the get-go and so um i find out that she had this complicated relationship with this guy who mm. was like friends with like all these gang members yeah right and so he called me one time i don't I obviously got the number from the girl <laughs> I was like hey wow. you better come down here tonight and say sorry or whatever and i'm like oh we're gonna get down I'm like, hell yeah. So I grabbed me and five buddies. And then uh, we went to this Boba parking lot. Uh-oh. And with these five buddies, we're going to get down, right? We're like, yeah, we got this. And then I, was, I called another friend. And I'm like, hey, just in case something happens, can you come down too? And this friend brought like uh, a Mexican gang with him. And they were they, they put people in the trunk. They brought guns oh and everything. Gosh. And this was just like insurance, right? Something was going to go down. And so when I got to the parking lot, there are about 30 to 40 gang members in this parking lot waiting for me. Oh, dang. And there's just five That's of us. That's pretty crazy. And dude, we're an SUV. We're in a boba shop of all yeah, places. Yeah, boba shops always but have the worst incidents that happen. There are 30 to 40 Asian gang members and they all had knives. Uh, they all had knives in their hands. Okay. And so when I saw all these gang members there, I was like, oh, shit. All right. Somebody's going to die tonight. Or at least go to the hospital. Mm. And so normally I don't care. Like I'll still get down. But when there's other people with me, that's where I'm trying to be responsible. I'm like, eh, one of the homies about to get stabbed. Yeah. And, and then, because you're the one who brought them over there. So you don't yeah, want to be I'm responsible. responsible. Yeah. So I was like, damn, dude, what am I going to do? Like there's nothing I can do. Like if I fight, someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. If it was just me, it's cool. You know? So... Um, the guy was like in front of all his gang members was like, Hey, you better kneel down and say sorry. And oh, I'm like, no. what the fuck? And I look around before, you know, and I'm like, fuck, they all got these knives. Like someone's really going to get hurt right now. Yeah. So, and then I'm thinking about, 
you know, my friend that's on the way over with with the Mexican gang and yeah. with the guns. And I'm like, all right, it's someone's really going to die because if my friends come to the parking lot and see this happening, then they're going to start shooting up. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. You don't want it to get to that point. I didn't want to get to that point. too. So for the sake of saving my friend's lives or my life, I had to be a bitch and kneel down and say sorry. That's tough. That's a and tough then, thing to have to do. And then we all walked away. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like right now, like, like when that happened, I was like, thank God no one got hurt. Yeah. But I'm like, fuck dude like that was that's your ego oh and your my pride god right there. like i can't believe i had to do that you yeah. know but but you know i didn't let me being a bitch make me like that feeling take over anything yeah i was more of like i feel like i just saved someone from going to the hospital or from someone getting shot because little did they know there was a mexican gang on the way about to shoot them up yeah and that you know? sounds like something that that you would do too like despite how how much pride you have like yeah. to actually hear that you did that is pretty crazy so the next week oh no all right and there's uh, more okay i wasn't i was mad yeah because i'm like what the fuck was that yeah you you know like you set me up with all these people so we met at the same parking lot and this time his homie wasn't around it was mm. just like five of them okay and i said let's let's go take it to the alley behind the boba shop it's and let's, always an alley let's get down yeah so we did one-on-one Oh, and so it was a fair fight. It was a fair fight until he brought out his knife. Oh, because I was okay. beating him. I was mm. beat like this was a long fight. Why can't people We're just beating fight him? Uh, chokeholds, everything, and then his homie busts out his knife, and he was oh about gosh. to come in and stab me while I was fighting. Uh, so I I let go of the headlock, and then the guy I was fighting took out his knife. Wow! So now there's two guys with a knife, and I also got my homies next to me watching. And I'm like, okay, someone's about to get stabbed now too. And I had two knives in my pocket. I could either bust it out and stab them. Have a knife. A knife fight or just walk away and no one can get hurt anymore. And that was it. You know, like I I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm not trying to have my friends get stabbed. And for what? You know? Exactly. So like if you're in a gang, oh, you're not even thinking about it. You're all going to get stabbed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, It is what it is. That's the code. But we're not gang members, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to get my friends stabbed. Yeah, it's not ride or right? die. If it was, sense. yeah, um, it is, but I don't want my friends to die. Yeah. You know, so if it was just me, okay, yeah, I'll probably stab that fool. Right. But I got to think about friends. And then when there's girls with us, dude, oh, forget yeah, you about never it. I want to put them in trouble. Like, I don't want the girl to get stabbed or die. Like, yeah. dude, that's horrible. So sometimes you got to put the pride aside for the sake of people's lives. Yeah. And you can always stand your ground to a certain extent. <sighs> so to this day, I don't think I was a bitch. I just think that I saved people's lives. I I think you did the right thing. Yeah, I, I even had to call my friend who was on his way. You know, they had a Honda Civic mm. and they had like seven people in a Honda Civic and they had to trunk it, right? Yeah. So after I called him like, hey, dude, turn around. Don't come I, because I, it's bad. Yeah. Like gang fights and everything and the violence and killing and stabbings and stuff were a real issue back then so yeah like you're literally gonna die yeah they're not gonna stop yep so you know i I knew it was gonna go down and i tried to just save lives oh man so yeah that's a part of my (laughs) uh early 20s um so you know it went from little fights from middle school to high school and then like 
gang fights in the early 20s. Yeah, it almost feels like guys get into fights because they have to prove themselves. I don't know. Like now I think about it, I'm like, man, those were those days were kind of fun. Like I wish that I could still get in a fight now. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to do that because I got kids. But I just miss fighting. I mean, we can fight. No, like, <laughs> so, so I think like, you know, I should be, take up some martial arts and kind of yeah. let this stuff out because. Yeah, because I think you need certain outlets too, because you're always working and so consumed in your own life and doing things that you think need to get done. But you actually need to like go exercise or go take classes, maybe even the kickboxing. Like I want to try it. And if I really like it, I think you should sign up for it too. I feel like that's a great way th- to release your I, I've Just. learned uh, almost every martial art possible besides jujitsu. And I think when we get the kids in it, I want to do it too. I do too. I actually really want to to learn. Yeah, because if a kidnapper puts us down or like I got my hands tied, how do we get away with that? Yeah. Like, I just want to break legs, you know? So like, oh, <laughs> okay, so there was a time <laughs> in, in middle school where WW, it was WWF at the time, not even WWE. And it would go around, you know, pretend they're wrestlers and stuff like that. And we would try wrestling moves mm-hmm. on each other and get in trouble for that. And but every time I get in a fight, I'm like, oh, should I do the sharpshooter right now? Should I do the figure four? And I know how to do these moves because I practice it on my cousins, you know, and we would practice on each other. And they really, really hurt. And I just always wish I would, you know, I want to do a submission move off someone and just mm. break their legs. Okay. So in this episode, I think we've learned that Ant likes to be violent. Not anymore. That was the old me. I'm not like that anymore. I'm a good person now. Yeah, I think learning all of these kind of... Yeah, you did. (laughs) I think just learning all these different types of being able to... Or self-defense, I I feel like there's more pros than cons, if anything. Just understand that I was never a gangster or in a gang. Yeah, I know. It was just life. That's why we dated and got married. Because if you were that type of person, I don't think we would be together right and i wasn't a wingster all right because i would i would get in fights and i could handle it i mean i didn't say you were a wingster i know it's just people they, they don't know the difference right they think either there's gangsters or there's wingsters and that's it but then there's tupac who says like there's thug life yeah right but i'm not saying any of that stuff i'm just saying <laughs> i lived in an era where it was nothing but hood stuff oh no same i know i get it yep yeah so all right azn days that was how we lived our life and uh, <laughs> it was a crazy time and I'm glad there's no more AZN no more. and to the point where our kids don't have to experience it either. Yeah. But if they do, they'll be ready. You hear me? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because right, we guys. always stay ready. Right? I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, please don't get any fights if you don't have to. We don't want people getting hurt and uh, I obviously don't want to do that anymore as well. So make sure you guys... Follow us on all podcast platforms. Also comment on this video. uh, What topics you guys would want us to talk about and what do you want to hear more of? So until next time, guys, thank you for listening to Love and Rice Podcast.